listeners, welcome into day 18 of Keithner's Craft Collective's November, where I talk about wool every day in November. And today's prompt is the third of the fourth, pick a breed. And now, it's not my favourite prompt. <laughs> and I'll be like, nya, 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 and putting it off all day. So, it's kind of near tea time now, and... Um, been a horrible afternoon, perfect knitting weather, so I've pondered and then thought, well, I'll just go upstairs and look at my fleece and fibre book and this is by the very lovely Deborah Robson and Carol Acaris and also Counting Sheep by Philip Walling. If you ever need to know much about sheep, these are good books. There are other good books, but these are mine. What's the name of your weapon, son? There are many other weapons like it, but this is my weapon. Um, so I sat and I went through it and I thought, oh, I could... And then there's too many to choose from. <laughs> so then I thought, will I talk about really unusual ones? I thought, hmm, I've never really used the unusual ones, so I'm not going to. I thought, I'll talk about the other sheep that lives around here. And it's called the Cheviot. Um, I think it's actually the North Country Cheviot, to be precise. But um, the Cheviot is the dominant sheep in Runtier. And they sort of started off in the UK from the Spanish, funnily enough. And this is before the Spanish were doing their witchcraft with... Well, actually, no, they wouldn't have been doing witchcraft. That would have been very bad back then. Doing their uh, breeding. That's the right word. They were trying to get the Merino sheep tip-top so that they could execute people that tried to... And take them out of the country. Yeah, so it was before then. And they took some of these Cheviot sheep over and they escaped in the sort of north part of the UK. Well, no, the north part of England and south part of Scotland into the area where the Cheviot Hills are, hence they get their name from. So there is some characteristics of the predecessors of what became Merinos. And they do quite well down there and they seem to like that kind of, or thrive okay in that kind of mountainish, boggy kind of landscape. So, in 1792, Sir John Alpster, no, Sir John Sinclair of Alpster, thank Holkirk, he went there on to become the president of the Board of Agriculture under George III, took 500 Cheviots up to his estate in Caithness and thus became the clearances. He didn't actually start it, but he certainly helped. The Cheviots seemed to get on really well up in our climate and in Caithness in Sutherland and they sort of became the landowners when we can make more money out of this. Um, off you go, peasants. And thus happened to the clearances. Um, there was a bit of sheep rustling or sheep rounding up in Easter Rosshire. Crofters, when was this? Uh, just, I didn't see the date, but it says about 200 men went and rounded up a large flock of about 10,000 of the hated sheep and intended to drive them from the glen. But the authorities feared this was a harbinger of revolution spreading from France, mobilised the Black Watch, who was the army, to arrest the ringleaders and quell the uprising. 
This is from the Philip Pullman Walling book, Counting Sheep. It's really quite interesting, actually, because it doesn't just tell you about the sheep, it tells you about the history of the sheep as well. So, um, if you don't know what the clearances is, is um, it's back in the 1800s and nine, 1700s and 1800s. And in the Highlands of Scotland and other places, but this is what I'm talking about, um, the landowners cleared out the rented people who rented their accommodation peasants, let's call them peasants because I remember the right word off of the top made. and they said, oh no, you can go and live in this little planned village down here at the coast where there's no job for you and therefore you'll starve, but you still have to pay me money and you're not on my um, sheep grazing area where you're barely scraping by there. So th at that point in time, um, a lot of people emigrated all the way around the world, some to Australia, some to New Zealand, some to Patagonia, and some or a lot to United States and Canada and other places around the world. So then it just became a place where sheep lived and kind of still is most, a lot of areas of Sutherland and the inner parts of Caithness. And um, so it sort of made the world the way it was by moving sheep about and becoming different habitats. Right, so sheep. Um, the actual sheep, they adapted quite well to the new home in the northern wilderness. They found that Caithness gave them quite a sturdy kind of sheep and it said that the ones at Laird weren't quite as fat but the Caithness sheepies did a bit better. Oh, I marked it and I can't find it now. That looks like a good quote. Oh, here we are. Um, the Laird type talking about sheep not people weird people and the Caithness type a bigger heavier sheep that reflects the better going it enjoys so obviously bits of Caithness are a little bit better climate than um, Lyrg it's less hilly yeah so to the actual sheepy um it takes a reasonable dye it's not quite as sort of lustrous and deep as the brilliance of the long wools is what um, my fleece and fibre book says and it's quite nice to spin it works out quite well it's got quite a nice long length of um, fibre coming out of the sheep now I'm going to say and I've tried to look this up but it says that in the, the fleece and fibre book that the natural colours are white and then I'm like, oh yeah, it just that's what you get. Cheviots are white. And then I'm thinking, there's cheviots around here now. I'm not a farmer, so and Sarah was probably shouting at me just now. Um, and I was going to message her, but I don't know where she is. So you do there in the flock across the road. Um, there's one black sheep. So Baba black sheep. Have you got any wool? Yes sir, yes sir. Three bags full. One for the master, one for the other, one for the little bit anyway. And um. So obviously he's been crossbred somewhere along the line, but there's always been one black sheep and it must be a different type of sheep because <laughs> it doesn't, I don't know, um, is the actual honest answer there. But the cheviot that I'm seeing in the pictures and the cheviot sheep that I think of when I see them at shows or out in the field, they're always white and therefore they're quite easy to dye. Um, 
a lot of the farmers around here sell their yarn off for the carpet but if you're going to knit with it it can be made into um, a reasonable sweater or, or socks or just blankets sort of thing it some of it is a bit on the coarser side but that's where we think about what finished garment is and the type of fiber that we've got and that's what we put it to so that we're going to use the, th the right stuff for the right thing so that is the cheviot and there's a flock out there to my right and a flock to my left and a flock to my front <laughs> not on my back because that's where the sea is and they're all getting kind of wet and winded today because it's quite a minging Saturday and as I said perfect for knitting I was sitting knitting some stockings from the Sue Stratford uh, Christmas book or decorations and I'm knitting these for my um, bunting at school um, I like to have something on my door and also on the window of my office at work uh, I keep saying garland, it's not a garland, it's bunting and then I thought I can put a bit of something like a wee sweetie or a treat or pencil or rubber or something for a Bairns Christmas when it comes from Mrs Hunt in the office and also um, I am going to set people's um, partners with the winter Christmas decoration swap up I'm very conscious that we are on the 18th of November and you'll be needing to know who you're partnered up with this weekend so I'll probably be best doing that tomorrow um, little bug thing still lingering there the right so he'd so I don't want to stare at my phone any more than I have to okay listeners I'll stop whinging it's not that bad it's just I'm a little bit under par and it's just perfect for staying inside and knitting I can cope with that and talking to you Hopefully you found out a little bit more about the Chiliens. <laughs> but like always for listeners, best to do your own research sometimes. Thank you for listening and keep on crafting. Mm -hmm.